ultimate jam band community podcast where the grooves are endless and the vibes are infectious. This month, join us, your hosts, Kara, that's me, Nikki, and Jess, as we talk about finding love in the jam scene, the new Goose Drummer and Tour Days, the Revelo Cap Tour and Jam of the Year. Lastly, stay tuned to the end to help us connect two lovebirds from Gooseman. Off we go! To start us off, this is just Jess and Kara talking about the hot news in the goose scene. Uh, Nikki is working, so we are here together chatting. Hi. Hi. So big goose news. We got Cotter and tour dates and And Ted Ted tapes. Ted tapes. So very Ted. What a week for us. Yes. We went from nothing to having something and uh, I'm happy. And then we had a Rebelo, right? So like, this first and second week of February has been intense for sure. Honestly, um, thank God we needed something new to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Being at like being at Rebelo though is like it just felt so good to be back a little bit, even temporarily. And everybody talking about Cotter and like the TED tapes um, is great. Thank God there's something new to listen to. <laughs> We're not getting a tour till summer, so something long to. To hold us over, hyped. Yes. Um, and then and Cotter, a, yeah. Um, drummer. Goose has a drummer. Yay, we're excited. We had no doubt that we were going to have a drummer. Yes, but a good drummer. <laughs> but um, the day they announced it, one of my friends from college texted me and was like, LOL, I went to high school with Cotter. He was always getting suspended for weed and shit. And I was like, perfect. He'll fit in with the community. We, we are here for this. Welcome we're to the not, family. Yes, welcome to the fam. Uh, we're not implying that you're still getting in trouble. We're just excited that you fit into the crew. Yes. And if you are still getting in trouble, awesome. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> um, but no, this is going to be fantastic. Um, he sounded great on TED Tapes. Really excited to see what the new tour is going to lead us to and have um, some new music. Right. You, um, apply for the lottery for anywhere. Yes. Um, so I did both Colorado shows because my aunt lives across the street from the venue. So I can just so party there. at Kara's aunt. They have a big backyard. I can make it happen. Pre-party at my place at my aunt's place, not my place. Um, I'm sure she's going to listen to this and be very angry. <laughs> Sorry. <aunt. laughs> it's okay. She's cool shit. Um, so we have new tour dates. I have Colorado that I'm going to do a part of the Northeast run. So uh, that would be New Haven, Philly, and Forest Hills. Everyone I know won the Forest Hills lottery. (laughs) So um, party at Forest Hills. (laughs) We're bringing all of our friends that don't know anything about Goose. I'm bringing everyone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be a blast if we get everybody and just like hold down the the fort on the floor just have a big giant circle it'll be it's gonna be great i'm definitely gonna be in the bowl not the floor but oh. um oh we're i'm on the floor my crew we won probably i think 50 50 floor versus bowl but i am five feet tall it is i i'm over the floor now it's just that's, not worth it that's fair the only problem with the bowl at forest hills is that unless you get straight on from the stage 
you feel like you're a million miles away. It's really, it's kind of hard. You could see just fine. I think it's really as far as we were at Goosemith. So it's really not that bad. And the sound is great. The sound at Forest Hills, no matter where you're at, is great. So I, you'll be fine. I mean, between I, all of us, I can make a game time decision if I want to be on the floor. But yeah. it's just a less fun experience for me. That's so. fair. That's totally fair. I mean, we have all pre-show. We have all after show. It'll be fine for us to all be together. But the flock will be there. I think the whole flock will be there, right? I Nikki, think the whole flock plus some. Plus some. Yeah. So uh, Nikki will also be there. And we're going to have a big party. So let's do it. It's always a big party. And we have our guide to New York City for those coming in and planning. And I've added a Brooklyn tab to it. But that is a comprehensive guide to eating in New York City. We'll also have to add Queens. One of my best friends from college lives in Forest Hills. So I will make sure to get her recommendations in it. Uh, We'll add some good spots in Astoria too. I'm still waiting on Westville because that's hometown venue for me and it's a gorgeous venue um did i say new haven before yes but that's westville is a like a suburb of new haven Haven. okay i was like i knew i was going to like connecticut it's it's (laughs) westville's like the part of new haven between downtown new haven and my hometown gotcha it's lovely yeah Um, really good food there which i will definitely make a guide to new haven food um, obviously pizza is important, but there's more than that. Um, so over the, like when it gets closer to the summer, I will put that out there. All right. So recap of, um, Arabolo or Arabolo or Bolo Thai. I, nobody, I, I have been to now eight shows and I still say it wrong. However, I do have confirmation from Jeff that it is a mispronunciation of his last name. So it doesn't matter. How you say it he has told me this uh but yeah uh bolo tie we had a great we had a great show i had three great shows i did nights two and three and they were my first arabolo shows so very exciting um plus i just love the cap um it's my favorite venue to go to it's so easy from the city um and since the floor is slanted i can usually see um so Thank you to the tall people who pushed me in front of you. Um, Appreciate you. Happened a couple of times. People saw me struggling and were like, oh, stand in front of me. Thank you. I got to actually watch. Um, You can actually see see little heads versus like seeing other people's heads. Great. Yeah, it was great. So appreciate you tall people for doing the Lord's work (laughs) for me. Um, But no, the shows were great. Um, I obviously only went to two out of three, but. Every night got a little better, especially with chompers. Yeah, the chompers were a pretty bad night one. Um, once the Zip It cards came out, shout out to Caroline um, of Rising Tide Art Studio who made those and handed them out. They were even put on the merch table at one point. So like people got the message and over the three nights, it got better and better. Um, there were still a few the third night, but I think like most people were starting to catch on. I definitely had a better experience the third night than the second one, just with Chompers. I did hand out one Zip It card. Thank you, Caroline. Um, (laughs) And they zipped it when I handed it to them. Uh, A little awkward because you have to stand near them after you hand them the card (laughs) for the rest of the show. But it's a cute little business card that she made. And I was trying to be nice about it. Just like, shh, we all want to be here. We love the music. We're here for a good time. I don't care about your personal conversation. 
Um, although I can definitely be guilty of chomping myself sometimes. Not this show. I was quiet. <laughs> so, we were good for a Reblo. Otherwise, I feel like Jeff would have singled me out personally. <laughs> Jess, Jess. Get it. Zip it. <laughs> Jumping back to Reblo. Yes. <laughs> That's where we started. Um, the shows were great. It definitely reignited some of my interest in some of the songs. Like, um, This Old Sea is not a song that I usually put on to listen to in my daily life. I usually lean towards some of the faster, dancier songs, but the Reblo version just like hit my heartstrings. That's so, so beautiful. So um, that's definitely one that I'll be revisiting. Um, there are a couple for sure that just like you see these songs in a different light than when they're jamming them out with like an electric guitar. And it was just really pretty. And then watching Jeff slap the slap in the bass, bass it looks like a mega cello. It's an upright bass. That's what an upright yeah. bass looks like. But a cello is a little pretend. bit smaller. No, no, no. no, no. Jess, don't, do not stuff. get this wrong. We are going to get enemies if you get this wrong. Please don't do that. <laughs> we already have enemies cello. because you're not sold on fish. <laughs> oh, fuck off, fish people. Sorry, don't quote me on that. This was that's fun. Deep. It was great. I had a blast. <laughs> I've actually been re-listening to the Game Henge set a bunch. So I am on board. <laughs> Jeff, um, play that cello. <laughs> um, for me, I I finally got my first Mad World cover. Um, mm-hmm. I that was like my favorite song growing up. I love, love, love that song. Um, and I finally got got it live, so I was happy about that. And then um, I I'm bummed we didn't get a acoustic SOS because that is my favorite song of oh, all time. That would have been beautiful. Um, but I, I did get that in Boulder when I saw them in, play in Boulder uh, before Goosemiths 2022. So I got it at least once, but it was like I was hoping, hoping, hoping for it. Um, yeah, I I loved it. Um, I think it was just good to be back in the scene with people that we know and seeing our, our guys play because they're just they're amazing. And, you know, just felt good to be back, especially after waiting and all the all the craziness that's been going on in the scene is just like to see everybody happy together and experiencing the thing that we love the most is actually going to the shows and being with each other so it was so great to see so many faces um even just from Goosemiss but like all of our friends at the cap people flew in it was just really exciting to like and and then put more faces to names like there was a ton of people I met that I'd known from Twitter that I've like put faces to names at Goosemas, but then even more at the cap for a Rebelo. There was someone I was talking to and I was like, we stood next to each other at a show before once, right? And they were like, yeah, I know your face. I'm like, that's so exciting. Let's be actual friends. Yeah, we're, uh, we all know each other. It's like really happening. It's kind of great. So I love it. We did at a Rebelo get a ton of first time played songs, a bunch of covers. Night one, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there, only because it looked really sad. And it, all I can think about is like in a Reblo show being like an Adele concert where everyone's just sitting there crying the whole time. Well, when you when you start the entire tour or the entire run with lead the way, and That's, then people are crying about their pa- passed on puppies, like how it, <laughs> like how are we supposed to start the run? <laughs> It was a very sad day. 
very sad set. Lead the Way is the one Goose song I'm chasing. Like, it's the only one I really haven't seen ever. And my middle name is Sadie. So I'm like, I need to see that song. I feel a connection. Like four people texted me when they opened with it. There's your Lead the Way. Yeah, but maybe not the acoustic version because it's even. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have counted it. I want a Goose version. I will get one. And then I think uh, we got Not Alone in that set, in that show. We got mm-hmm. um, I don't know, Dim Lights. The, dim Lights. I got all the sad songs that first day. And I was like, feel, I was in my feels for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was intense, but it was so much fun. But I kind of went on, on my own and I just like found people there. And I was totally cool with doing that, that one alone. Um, and then yeah, I just kind of think- left by myself, so. I got to feel all my feels on the train. And then I ran into some other people on the train. So <laughs> Naturally. But no, Arevola was great. I'm glad I've seen them finally. But I'm also kind of glad it's like a rare thing. I said it to a couple of my friends after night two. I was like, I still like a goose show more. And they were like, obviously. <laughs> That's why they don't tour as often. It's supposed to be a special or more special very intimate and it's supposed to like to me I feel like a rebelo or bolo tie whatever we call it to me it's like a really good display of their musicianship right like that's what it is for me it's like mm-hmm. with goose yeah you kind of see it but like with rebelo like you see actually how talented all three of them are at guitar and bass and things that we don't really see when we're far away at a, at a big stage and like we're really there for the like the lights and the experience versus like actually watching like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to really see that in these shows. And I, that's what's so special to me. And it's it's so heartwarming and it's but it's different. It's not a party. It's not like you can party. Sure, if you want. But like to me, it's like, no, I disagree. You're with there. That. You're there the people on Molly it. there, I don't understand. Like, What a waste of drugs. <laughs> what a waste of drugs to go to an Arevalo show, take Molly, talk the entire time. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. But, I mean, to each his own. But, no, I agree. It was really special to be able to just watch Jeff, like, switch between using his fingers and the bow on the upright bass. <laughs> and then watching, like, Rick actually, like, pick a guitar up close. And it's you're so talented. These men just like ooze talent. And then, you know, Peter's face is just the most endearing thing to watch in the entire world. Like, sure, I can watch him play guitar, but I can also just watch his face be happy. And that's even better. And that's the other thing, too, is like there have been goose shows where like it seems like everybody's having fun, but they're definitely performing. Like, I think in these shows, like they're actually there to have like a lot of fun and just like enjoy playing their instruments. And that's a difference for me too like good shows are always fun and i think peter and all of them are always having fun but it's not the same kind of fun i guess it's like performative a little bit with goose um and it's not so much with Rebelos. this month we are talking about love here on the block talk pod so let's chat a little bit about finding love in our community and how to do that For me, just to begin, like when I was looking for a partner, it was really important to me that someone understood the jam community. Like I know I'm newer to the scene, but it's become such a big part of my life that I can't imagine having a partner that wasn't interested in going to concerts with me. Um, It's such a big part of my life. And like I found Andrew at a concert. So like that was already a given in our relationship. But 
even more so like it was really important to me that that was like a value alignment yeah yeah I agree with that I um I mean since I've been kind of dating since after the pandemic anyway I've been on the apps as everybody knows in our last podcast we talked about that (laughs) um I've been on the apps and something that you know, I struggled to find there was like people who were in the jam and even just the music or festival scene, right? Like that's been so important to me because I travel for those things and I go, you know, I might just choose one day to go to Denver and go see some shows because that's, you know, it's important to me to be able to go out there and do that. Um, Right. Who else is going to pick up on a random Tuesday and go to a Bigfoot rave? (laughs) That was Um, a Saturday, but yes. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's so important because it's also subculture, right? Like there are things that probably pop culture people wouldn't really necessarily understand, like our love of bubble guns and wearing glitter and... And Twitter memes, like who I need to be able to send someone my stupid jam Twitter memes that I see. Yeah. And then like sending each other songs, like loosen this 30 minute jam so good you know like I could never do that with just some rando from the internet that well not from the internet from the apps right when I was on hinge one of my hinge prompts was all I ask is that and my my filled it in with you go to a goose concert with me and the amount of people who are like what is goose (laughs) you're not you're not coming doesn't matter mine I have the prompts oh I had the prompts on my hinge uh that said like ask me anything about and then one was like goose the band and then another one's my corgi, something like that. And like, like I would every once in a while, somebody would pop in and be like, oh, yeah, I saw them play at Radio City or I saw them do this. Right. Or like, do you like fish? So I would have some people jump in and you know, know it. But like it still ended up being the same conversation. So I don't recommend using standard general dating apps for finding love in the community for sure. So I met Andrew at a show I've mentioned a couple of times at the cap. I had just gone to a show. I ended up going in by myself and becoming friends with him. The jam scene is so male dominated that sometimes going to a show by yourself, I know we've talked about it, or um, even when you're with your group of girls at a show, it it can be kind of intimidating to be surrounded by a bunch of men. And then especially when you add in substances or just creepy men in general, I know we've talked a lot about creepy men before, when a random man like comes up to you and just like, let's make out or says something inappropriate to you it's kind of a turnoff and then it makes it feels like it makes it even harder to then look for that significant person in the scene when you're there no I mean I agree with that I think if you are using the jam scene to find connection with people right doing it in that kind of way it's just going to turn people off right like you still have to be respectful of women and even if you're a man trying to date another man you still need to be respectful right I think normal dating rules still apply right? Respect is still important. Buy me a drink at set break or ask me about what song I liked during set break or after the show. But don't come up to me being like, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Like, come home with me tonight. Like, I'm going to say no to that. Well, I'm going to say no to anything, but (laughs) in a past life. (laughs) Yeah. And like, again, normal dating rules still apply. Ask for the person's phone number and send them a text and say, hey, it was great meeting you. I would love to take you out for a drink sometime and maybe we could chat about the show, right? Or I'd love to give you a call sometime or let's text, right? (laughs) That reminds me, one of our friends, I made her a bracelet with her phone number on it that said text me to give out to men at shows um, whenever she sees someone cute. Because you don't really want to talk to someone mid-set 
Um, and, you know, at Separate, people disperse. And after the show, it gets kind of wild. But it's something you could tap someone and just hand them the bracelet. Like, text me. Here's my phone number. That is such a good idea. I love that. You just got to put yourself out there. I made the first move with Andrew, actually. I asked him to spend the show with me because I was going in by myself. And then, well, okay, he did grab my hand first. But then I took that as an okay signal. And then I kissed him first, which it worked out for the better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with putting yourself out there. I think there's a lot of ways to do that, right? Being authentic about who you are alone, right? Like will attract people, like even just having a conversation, you're just being yourself, like somebody will find that attractive and ask you for your phone number, or you can do what I did and put yourself out there on Twitter and create fake set lists. Then you'll have people (laughs) compliment you for that. Um, And that's a really good way, you know, obviously you don't have to copy my set list. You can if you want, but that's still doing something like that to get noticed, right? Is certain, that's something that's you though, right? Don't do it just for the purpose of getting noticed, but do something that's totally you. Wear a cool outfit, you know, you'll get people noticing you that way. Um, Or even just show up and be by yourself and be your confident self. Confidence definitely attracts other people. Going to a show alone is can be scary, but also really rewarding in the fact that you are out there. People notice that you're alone and they want to chat with you and you you might make friends. Yeah. I mean, friends, you know, I know this episode's about love, but love can be platonic too. Right. And that's how we can make connections. Right. And connections come, come in all forms. So be your authentic self and love yourself and be confident. You know, confidence is scary, especially when you're by yourself, if you're at a show by yourself, but Mm-hmm. I, I definitely a goose shows and I think it fish shows too people are always willing to be your friend like talk to your neighbors talk to people mm-hmm. you never know they might have a connection for you too so another suggestion I know uh, especially since we've started the podcast I just hand out stickers at shows um, and that's always a great conversation starter if you like make your own sticker or you make something a bracelet for someone yeah, that's how I started meeting people as I was bracelet girl I made a bunch of goose themed bracelets and I put you know song names on them and I put little charms on them and I just hand them out and people remembered me from that they're like oh yeah I have one of your bracelets still um yeah and I started doing that and made a lot of friends that way it's an easy conversation starter yeah yeah and if you are too scared to approach someone at a show you can always reach out to us we did launch uh, Missed and Made Connection. We did get a submission. We'll be happy to help connect you to someone using our resources. If there is someone you want to chat with that maybe you didn't get a chance to at a show, um, as long as you please be respectful. Yes, respect is key. I guess, though, we'll close this out by passing it over to our dear friend, Nikki, to talk to her partner, Matt. And we'll hear a little conversation about them and how they met, um, which was Spoiler alert, through the jam scene. Mostly and, goose. <laughs> mostly goose. They have the, the jam scene in common and how they've made their relationship work over the last, I want to say, three years. So, yeah, we'll pass it along to that right now. This is Nikki. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to my partner, Matt. We're going to talk about a little bit of how we met the jam community and how it works and go from there. So I'm going to introduce Matt first and he can give you guys a little bit of background on him. Go ahead, baby. Hi, I'm uh, Matt Ferrara. You might know me as Matt for math. 
Um, maybe not. Uh, my jam community involvement, uh, it started back in college when I was seeing the Grateful Dead. Um, uh, it wasn't really much of a group thing for me. However, back then, it was more just trying to drag people to go to shows. That started happening with Fish when I started seeing them in 99, which was kind of a while after the dead stopped. Um, and again, same thing. It was always just me going to a show and trying to drag somebody. I even drove up to from New Jersey up to Hartford and back and Albany and back two different nights, two different shows just to go with different people. Um, wind up, you know, life happens, <laughs> married, kids, all that stuff. And um Wound up taking a long hiatus from fish and from seeing shows in general. Saw Kimok for a while before that and during that, but not really any, you know, thing real social. Yeah. And then Twitter um, in 19, I, I discovered the Baker's Dozen, which happened in 17, like <laughs> 45 minutes from my house by train. Um, and I didn't even really know what happened uh, until two years later and started getting into YouTube and all the fish uh, 3.0, I guess it's called. And then um, started connecting with uh, other uh, guitar players on Twitter, formed a little Zoom group during, you know, pandemic stuff. Uh, once I heard Goose, I, I kind of got got bit in the butt by them. But, you know, a couple of big fish shows got me in. That big garden tweezer in 19 uh, kind of came at a big personal point in my life. You know, divorce kind of starting to happen there. And um, really connected to music being a vehicle for me to get through something emotionally and in my life. And it had been uh, since college until that had, or since that had happened. And it totally reinvigorated me. Um, and by this time, I started to become just through social media, be started to become more social at shows than I ever was before. Um, just through meeting people and talking and being authentically interested in the music and a little uh, contentious and things like that around bracket season because I like to just have friendly, you know, banter about you know some of this stuff sometimes. Um, and then started forming community and you know through a little bit of that, you know, met Nikki and then we just went all these adventures. Uh, seemingly when everybody else was home and we were out. You know, going. I remember going to a hotel in, in Pennsylvania. And we were the only car in the parking lot during the pandemic because we just wanted to see each other because it's a long distance thing. We'll get to that, I guess. But uh, the jam thing was really the commonality. And we were talking about jam brackets with you. We're talking about uh, uh, fish brackets, um, you know, what song versus another and then versions of that. Song just, brackets, yeah. Yeah. And that's just how we, you know, I'm like, oh, you got to listen to this. And we would listen to a song at the same time. And then just it was. And kind of how we connected was all, you know, the music was the the background, you know, for that. And without the music there, that wouldn't have happened. And so for me, it was just a lot of things. It was rediscovering the music on my own, um, seeing it as a way to kind of help me navigate life, you know, through just going to shows and things like that. And the music itself, the poignancy of the lyrics, the spaces that the music can take me in terms of uh, emotional stuff i mean my my first or second goose shot i cried at the encore and it was disco inferno <laughs> but i was just i was so taken by the moment so and the music and me being there and everything else going on in my life that i could hear in the little lyrics throughout the songs it wasn't a thread of anything else except for me 
and other people had different threads of what connected them. But and then coming back out of that and sharing those passions with the love of my life. It's just it's it's the coolest thing. That's sweet. Thank you, Henny. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get into the dead originally? I was thinking about this earlier and uh, it has to be um, before I ever even listened to a note of their music, but just listening to music in general in the back of my dad's car, uh, the doo-wop shop, which is all 1950s stuff on Sunday nights, going back and forth from the shore, where, you know, which we, we would do every, every spring and summer and just having music on my brain, songs in my head. I remember taking a trip in eighth grade, a van trip from Jersey down to Williamsburg, Virginia, go to Bush Gardens and stuff. And I was sitting, you know, back then sitting like shotgun and um, our gym teacher, you know, athletic director, whatever. He was uh, quizzing us on just all these oldies. And I knew like almost everyone. And he's like, how do you know this stuff? I'm like, it's just that's my encyclopedia is all these old, old tunes. And um that led me into just liking music in general. I went to prep school. The dead were, were prevalent there. It's where I heard my first fish tapes in like 91, 92 in art class. Uh, a friend of mine had a brother that went to like uh, Middlebury in Vermont. And um, just, I mean, I was getting, you know, listening to the Game Henge show from like uh, 93. I remember having that on a cassette in, or actually on a disc that was 322, 93, maybe Sacramento. That's right. Um, so just early on in, in, you know, high school and then beyond was, was listening to um, live dead. Uh, I had dead tapes from sister's boyfriend um, that really got me into it. And it was stuff from like 82, which I really don't really like the eighties dead very much. Although ironically this week I started to get into some of that, you know, bits and pieces. So, you know, music's always been, always been supported. Um, I started playing guitar in, in high school um, not really in earnest until until college, but it's always been kind of for me in my inner circle. But the dead, something about it is actually something you mentioned to me. Just Jerry's playing like my own. It was like the biggest compliment you could give me. It was like it's just emotion coming out. You know, mm -hmm. it's a it's a story, and that's what you know led me to to Rick. It was just first time I heard that, I was just like, this is this is someone telling a story through this music and you know not that that trey doesn't do that with with fish but for me the fish stuff was all about my uncle harvey giving me uh sending me albums or giving me stuff for christmas with like junta and uh nectar and i was like the jazz guitar on here it's just beautiful like the sound which I, I, that was jazz guitar for me when i was listening to fish it was like harvey gave like, you those yeah i was like this was oh. jazz guitar like i love that sound and then that's why i didn't see fish until 99 when you know the dead were done in 95 like i wasn't into their live stuff fish i wanted that studio sound i wanted rift like when i got rift i was like oh my gosh this is like the best yeah except for Great. like lengthwise like what both of them like twice don't, like, come don't on don't go there Throw the drummer a bone he's the band's already named don't after him that's enough go there don't go there honey <laughs> and how did we meet do you remember because i remember specifically yeah, you 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 catfished. <laughs> you, posted, you, you posted a picture on Twitter you from like catfish? from it from was like Throwback college. Thursday. It I was didn't know Throwback that. Thursday. Now you posted a picture from like college. No, it wasn't college. It was after college. After college, anyway, it was you posted Alex, a picture but in, in my twenties in glasses, which you're, you happen to be wearing now, mind you. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know, engaged like with a comment, you know, said something or other. And I know what you said. Uh, yeah, me too. Just you got to give me a minute. But yeah, it was it was a word that somebody somebody else had commented on it. Yeah, it was Dan. That that's what got me into it. Or you know, my my close friends said something. I think right. Or was it beautiful. somebody said something different? I said beautiful. No, somebody else no. said beautiful. Yeah, and you said indeed. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, indeed, and that indeed. is what triggered me because. I don't think anybody's ever used the word indeed to agree. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. That's just, but you know, for, for me, it was, um, that was, uh, March of 20. No, that was like February of 20. In and around then. Yeah. And then I didn't, whatever. I'm not going to disagree. Can't. Um, well, I can, but I'm choosing to be wrong. Well, that's not the part of the story, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I remember that uh, I was just just in a place, and like usually, <laughs> where um, I don't know, it, was, it was just poignant. I, I felt comfortable talking about like dating again. I was, you know, married but divorcing, separated, and that that's not something I I throw around lightly and. I didn't think it was something that you would have either. Um, you know, I think in and around, like after we started like chatting, like it, it was maybe even before, like I look, you know, you, you Facebook stalk people, <gasps> which is what people do. And, you know, I just, you know, knew that you were that person like okay that's you because you were an l goose which i was active yes. in l goose on facebook and like that was a at cool the time group that, at, was, at, at that was that was a cool yeah a cool group to be in Not well so it was like what anymore. what bgt yeah. was for a little and it but and the essence of it is i guess that like mm -hmm. it's people who you were seeing at shows that yeah. were local or not necessarily local and, you know, Didn't you go, go to, to shows show, with some guys from El Goose before you did Twitter? Um, I went to no, it was uh, Fred. So twenty, uh, was that twenty or twenty one? Twenty one. Fred was twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Spring so, 21. so so spring twenty one. I went to uh, I with people that I only knew from El. Like they were there was a the drive in shows mm -hmm. and they were you know a car pass was four people but you could add a fifth and I was on El Goose being like hey I need to be a fifth wheel for somebody and I found two different people. Um, one was a gold, one was a silver, and we wound up using my car both days because I was just like camped out. I was like sixth online, and like we were like second row for that flooded out arrow. Oh yeah, show hose. That's that's Got that's on. where the show hose come from, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Matt on the stream, and some girl was talking to him, and I asked him if it was his show hose. And I'm like, who? I'm like, who are you talking about? I wasn't talking to him. You know like talking the about. Front row. You're good and then I look, people. and I'm like. Oh yeah, there's somebody next to me, and I was just like, rrr, rrr, whatever. Um, <laughs> but that was, uh, yeah, met those guys in El Goose, and then uh, a couple of the other guys from El Goose Times, you know, through there, and actually handed out that at, at Fred. And that's yeah. where I met a bunch of uh, Twitter folk, and you know, it migrated over to Twitter at least for me in terms of all the engagement. Even though a lot of people left and went to other platforms for me, that's still the primary place where I connect with these you oh, know, yeah. folks. El Goose, I, I rarely go to anymore. 
Um, there's some other Facebook groups like specific to like guitar or um, shows you're going to go to, which I kind of think is cool. Like if you're going to go to a run of shows, like there's a little Facebook group for it. And so you can kind of connect with people beforehand about where to go, where to maybe stay and looking forward to that for some upcoming uh, gigs that the bands are doing. I remember you making that comment. And and then I looked at your picture and I was like, oh my God, this guy is so cute. And it was the dorkiest picture ever. It was the one with you with like the the handlebar mustache that went all the way back and connected to your sideburns. And oh you were gosh. like doing a selfie and you had a hat on and you're like mm-hmm. cheesing it up. It was so cute. <laughs> I think I remember, yeah, because we, we talked, I think I sent it to you. I don't know if I posted that one. It was, posted. Had, it was posted. It was posted. It was posted. And that's what I was like. I was showing my friend at work. I'm like, look how cute his smile is. And she's like, yeah, but what's up with the mustache? <laughs> it, it's so funny because that, that was the first time I ever, I ever had one. Um, because I, I, I grow a beard all the time just cause I was number one, lazy. And number two, like it was irritating to shave like every day, like for work. Like why? Like, I mean, what's it to you? Yeah. And then I just like shaved it off, you know, one day just to see like how I like, just kind of just sort of extreme it would maybe be. And I'm like, so okay, I'm going to leave the house like this <laughs> just for a day. And I did. I wore it for a day and then and then shaved it or maybe it two days adorable. or something. It wasn't a lot because I'm like, I don't want to go out like that. And it then was so cute. Know, fast forward to, uh, you know, pandemic and I just just grew it. And, you know, Goose was certainly part of it because of just it was kind of one of their things, I guess. But um, it was totally one of their things. Yeah. But it was weird. I remember my mom asking me like, like what's with the <laughs> what's with the mustache and i'm like yeah i don't know it just feels like me you know and i remember shaving it which i do now maybe like once twice a year we'll shave it like just recently it's like three weeks and um i walked by myself in a mirror with it shaved and like i didn't i didn't like what i saw so anyway, that's why I went back with it. And I think part of it is uh, it's it's a little goofy, but it's also like it's not. It's me. And I, I like kind of maybe it's just a fun way to express yourself and that you're not uptight about so. things and that you're not uptight about things. And you like it. If you didn't like it. I wouldn't I necessarily have it. You know, I love your mustache. I think it's adorable. Yeah, I also love your face. though. <laughs> I like seeing your lips like now. Yeah, no, it's me, so cute. Me too. We, we, we were on. You know, we were in Twitter, and then we were texting, and then we were FaceTiming. Yeah, but I'm the one that DM'd you. I'm the one that slid into your DMs. You say whatever you want. It was me. You didn't start it. I was the one that started it. I threw it out in the timeline, though. So, hey. You did not. You just put Indeed, and I thought that was so cute because it made you sound smart. (laughs) Yeah, but that was the first, uh, you know, And I like to be some smart, dorky guys. Hell yeah. That's what it's about. Gotta be into the same stuff. Some of it at least. Well, you were you were very active in fish Twitter. And then Goose Twitter wasn't even a thing when we first started talking. Yeah, no, there, there, there were was very no few folks out there. There was yeah, there was like five of us. <laughs> and they were people were more ripping on Goose than anything. And we were looking for people to have good conversations with. And then I think the next year is when they did the um the bracket for Goose, but there was fish brackets all over the place. Because we yeah, did song just, brackets, and that's what we talked about to begin with. Well, I think that the, you know one of the crazy things about about Goose, and a lot of people will say there are different reasons for it, but it, it for us and 
you know, definitely for, for me with, you know, just like I said, personally, where I was coming, like their rise pretty fast and consistent and felt like that kind of mirrored a lot of things going on and there's some things going on with me, you know, mostly you, <laughs> it just seemed really weird. It's like the rest of the world was maybe going in one direction. Like that's not how I mm. felt at all, at all. Like it was weird. No, we were like, falling in love. But we were, yeah, we were falling in love. We we're going and doing what we want. And, and the travel is a big part of it for me. And that's what's spread to my kids. Yes. Is that they want to go see shows with friends where the show is, you know, and it's not always here. And it's like, let's travel to go see a show. And like, I think that's so cool that, you know, I've got, you know, two kids in college. My younger one is definitely doing that. Um, my older one does that, but without the music, he just goes away and travels with friends. I'm like, that's great. Like taking that same, you know, model that we've kind of, you know, done. And, you know, we, we did that, you know, a couple of times, Airbnbs with groups of people to go see a show. And like, what a fantastic, uh, not just experience for us, but a way to model to our, uh, you know, those of us, you know, with kids that like, this is a cool thing. And, you know, people who don't have kids that are, you know, falling in love or like, you know, don't want, you know, kids or anything like that. It's still so nice to just model that, like, that's important in your life to model to your family, yes. to go away, spend time with your friends, doing what you like to do, but travel and, and see places. And, you know, if it weren't for like goose and fish, I wouldn't have seen so many different cities. And that's such a weird thing to say, but not, for, not to me at all. And I go back and I look at dead tapes from, you know, when I was getting into them, you know, when I, if, if I were to look back at that tape, I had no context of other than like, wow, people were on tour, you know, but like, you know, there's a show in, in, in the Midwest in the late eighties. Like I have, I know friends who probably went there. Like, sure. like Paul, like went to a mm -hmm. handful of shows. I know that like, if I listen to Deer Creek 90, oh, those are some of my favorite shows, by the way. Paul was there dancing his face off. I'm like, that's yeah. great. That's so cool. And I was at Deer Creek in 21. So I know what the venue looks like. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so neat. So just mm -hmm. different perspective. And uh, to share that, you know, kind of with you, you ushered me back into a lot of the scene. Because like I said, for me, it was very not really social. It was private for me. Like when you get there, obviously, I was bonding with people. And you say, yeah, when you're at shows, you're totally social. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's like the only place. <laughs> you're social everywhere. Yeah, don't it's you different lie. So it was before we actually went to a show together, we, it was during the pandemic. So we, we met and the first time we saw each other in person was May of 2020. And we met and started talking in like February, March, correct? Yeah. We met at a, at a hike. We met at a hike mm -hmm. um, for, for one night because I didn't know if you were going to be psycho or weird or something, which you weren't. For the most part. It's weird, but about that kind of like, you know, long distance or, you know, COVID relationship. Like we knew each other. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, we should say I live can be in a month or so, you know. Yes, we months. did. We talked to each other a lot, though. But yeah. we have to preface this because people don't know. I live in Michigan and Kalamazoo and Matt lives in New Jersey. So we are about it's just short of 600 miles apart from each other, right? At this whole <laughs> it's moment. like 10 hours, yeah. <laughs> 10 hour drive. It's a lot. It's 597 miles. So 
we we met the first time was in May after talking a lot. We did a lot of talking. We did a lot of streaming together, like on FaceTime. Um, we would watch a stream together. We watched the um, live from T's house shows and a couple dinner and movies and did dates that way through FaceTime. And then we met up in person for the first time in Pittsburgh at a waterfall. And we had a hike and kind of showed up there at the park for the first time meeting each other. And we had a hotel. And um, in case it was bad, I had an out. (laughs) And I think that might have been the only where we were maybe the only car in the parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, because we were outside walking around at night and we were just walking around the parking lot. And it was May of 2020. We had a hard time. finding a hotel yeah and you bring wipes you know just like you guys were wiping down we were wiping down groceries we were wiping down hotels and everything yeah Yeah, so weird yeah everything we didn't touch anything in the park remember we didn't even use a bathroom and because we were looking for hand sanitizer people were masks walking through the park we had masks on for a lot of that and then we're like fuck this we're outside we're taking our mask off and and um, what's what's cool? I mean, it's also part of our our relationship, you know, like the 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 travel, you know, for now. And it's uh, you know, Pittsburgh's halfway. Yeah. So we we've been there probably ten times. Dozen. Yeah. At least. And just in terms of just going and when Goose played there, we were just when they announced shows there near like Valentine's Day, we were just like, yeah, or a show there. It was. Perfect. And that was great. We were on the floor, like right close for that Pittsburgh, and you know. On the rail, baby. We were on from, the yeah, rail. Yeah. So that was just, that was awesome. Big, big part of our, uh, the music has just been a huge part of our relationship, you know, in order yeah. to, well, look, it's, it, it's been a lot of, a lot of date nights watching streams. Mm-hmm. You know, and dams. And, yeah. And, you know, the dinner and a movie. It's it just, it's been really, really nice and fortunate that, uh, the music is so available and the artists yeah, make it make it so it. available and you know it, that all started you know you go back to not started necessarily but like with the dead and letting people have the music when they were done with it and well if we didn't have the streams to watch during the pandemic as many as there were it would have been a lot harder i don't well, know we would have last yeah like, I think seriously because it was no, hard well look we like the 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 music, the song brackets were good because there was a new matchup or two, like or three, whatever, every day. Mm-hmm. So it was new music to listen to, talk about. How'd you vote? What's that? What are you voting on? Did you vote today? You know. Yep. And when that. the bracket season was happening, it was you know usually when the bands aren't touring, like around you know this time of year, January, February, like until that stuff starts up. So. But there was no touring. That's why there was so much bracket. Yeah. And it was people it was were a doing good way the, to... the fish songs yeah. and the shows and it was all fish brackets like for months and months. I remember Thank when like plus. when 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 Sigma Oasis, <laughs> the album, Fish like dropped the album during the pandemic yeah. and everybody listened to it like live. It was like being at a show with yeah. everyone on Twitter. It was the coolest thing. That you know? was fantastic. Yeah. There was that, a lot of people was... on that. And especially with that album, how like uh what is it everything's right and not everything's yeah is it everything's right and thread just jam thread and leaves like yeah leaves on there but like just jam on the studio album you're like is this are they what what are they doing so you know it they was a uh, jammy album that's for sure 
So that the artists definitely did their their part to create moments that you know we were able to kind of use as buoys along the way and to mm-hmm. plan like Legend Valley, like planning the next show, especially so like for a long distance relationship, like advice, plan. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, we have to plan things. And look, when they announce a show six months from now, all right, well, we're going. Like, yeah. I know I'm going with you and you know, you're going with me. And that's like, that's just, that's ha- not how you keep it going. But like, that's how we, part of how we kept it going was planning and travel to see each other, to see music. We still do. Heck yeah. <laughs> we still that's, do. That's, that's the fun. It's actually rare when we get together and there isn't a show or a stream or something to watch. Yeah, I remember we got um, we we got snowed in <laughs> one time. Yep. I was like, "Great, <laughs> we got to go home an extra day." Oh well, you know, yep. we stay an extra day. Mm-hmm. But no, it's nice when um, when we can do that. Yeah, when, when we're yeah, away to watch a stream, but it's also nice when we're. I remember we used to bring the lights and the speakers and yep. stuff like yeah I'm for Halloween, and I could never get the lights to work because. I didn't have like an Ethernet connection or something. I was like, uh, <laughs> Airbnbs and weren't we going to set up in a conference room one, one once? And was that Pittsburgh? Yeah, Were we in yeah. Pittsburgh? We had like the down. We had a like they they let us use a a conference room to stream if we wanted to. We wound up not. I don't think yeah, we did. Yeah, we it. wanted to sit in our room and be yeah in a little, our little more private than that. <laughs> but, but they're like, yeah, sure, you can you can plug in in there. I'm like, really. we went in there and and checked it out and you're like yep there's a connection we could do it and and it was all like i think it was like glass walls to the it was to the outside okay like whatever you're doing here with lights everyone could see you outside it's like that would have been weird (laughs) that would have been weird in my my pjs (laughs) but i i think back to um you know we're definitely your, your foodies so going out to to eat in different cities and where to go and you know, having just a community to be uh, to kind of rely on for suggestions and things mm-hmm. is something I never really, you know, thought about. And now that's that's kind of a part of, you know, what you got going on, which is just yeah. so cool. Connecting everybody. Well, so yeah, let's talk makes- about so planning trips. That was good because that makes that does make long distance relationship easier. Cause you got something to look forward to. And it's but fun how, too, you know? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Cause then we get to stay at a different hotel or Airbnb. We've done all the above friends houses. We've done it all. Yeah. How do we decide which shows we're going to go to? Let's talk about that. I say, I want to go to every single one. And then you right. I'm, I'm glad you said <laughs> that. No, but I, I think you're a, you're a bucket list person in terms of venues. So that makes it easier for me. To be like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, I'll go out to Colorado, go to Red Rocks. Yeah. And the circumstances were that like I couldn't make Red Rocks, but I went to the two so Dylan sad. shows. But yeah, I was moving my kid into college. Like I would never I not know. do that. But just the timing was like I would have to make every That's flight. So and I just yeah, you know, I couldn't I can't live that way where I like I I can't miss a flight and you yeah. had to he, he, I know but, you had to miss Red Oh yeah, but anyway. But my friend but, Jeffrey was in your place. You, yeah, and like it's good that you you know, we're able to like reconnect, you know, too, to that, that part of, you know, college friends and that are into yeah. the music again after, you know, however much time and like. Yeah. And introducing just, Jeff and Lisa, my friends that I went to college the goose. with. To yeah. goose, and, and they're them now like going out with them. It's just, yes. Yeah. It's just that that's what it's about. So when we plan to go, usually 
if we can have like a good one good trip a year. So last year we did Asbury and we rented a house with how many people were in that house? 11 of us, 12 of us. It was, it was big ended group. up being a lot because people kept showing up and uh, we rented a huge house with a pool just outside of Asbury. And we recruited people from Twitter and that's how we met Jess and Kara and it, it was one of the things that we did for fish. The first fish at Deer Creek after pandemic, we rented yeah. a house with like 10 other people. Yeah. In it was Indy, one of the guitar Deer guys Creek. That, that, that I had met with. And it was just, what a cool thing. We had so much fun. We met so many awesome people, got to go to all, was there three or four shows for that run? Three shows? Uh, there were two Asbury and then SPAC was after that. And a lot of people no, no, also the went ones to SPAC, which at Deer, oh, Creek. Deer Creek was three. That was Deer three Creek shows. Was three. Yeah. Um, great shows too. Very good shows. Um, that was in 22, 22 or 21? 21. Yeah. Was Fish 21. Was, was, was on fire that they were doing a lot of the sounds and gizmos and stuff, but like they, they unleashed. Um, it was great shows. Eight, six, 21, I think was the, the big one there. That was a great show. Big simple. Um, yeah. That's simple. Oh, so met some fun people doing it that way. That's, that's kind of how we navigate it is how, where it's at. Number one, where is this located? Well, yeah, I'm Jersey and you're Michigan. So, yeah, so like Midwest, you know, Ohio is in play and yep, Pitt, New York, Pennsylvania. Atlantic. So also planning trips. We want, we, we try, like I said, to do a, a trip and we did Colorado. Um, we did, we do New Year's. So we did Cincinnati. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. It's like a, a big travel, you know, you know, maybe like usually like one flight. Yeah. a year and then driving right. but like but that's kind of changed to a few flights a year <laughs> like, but it's, <laughs> it's okay definitely I mean, it's definitely it's definitely something that like look we're we're adults you get a budget the stuff and if you yep. don't like you just got to have it there to to grab and you know but it, it's, def good. it's definitely a, a good you amount of money and you know it we takes it takes time too so we we do spend a lot of time talking about it before we actually commit most of the time we don't have that much uh, luxury of time before tickets because usually when they announce them it's like two days later they go on freaking sale but yeah and that that's a whole i mean everyone you know does take a game you know their yeah, own way and we plan I, on going somewhere we always get tickets i, I want a ticket. to be shut like, out i want a ticket if i'm traveling someplace i, I want to have tickets ahead of time yeah. nowadays like you know you know you know that there are definitely some people who can find tickets more readily than other yes. people um and sometimes that's us and sometimes it's not like depending mm -hmm. on the show like it's it's fun to, to plan travel around that but it is hard like you said like you know we want to get to every every show that's reasonable and how far is reasonable um, it's yet to be determined <laughs> well so far europe is not reasonable that was the only not reasonable i think for for me it was I mean, I don't know how far in advance that was, but like it wasn't far enough. I needed it was more. Like three I needed months. maybe a year, and it's I like think eh, they announced it in like, June, and it was in October, November, and we were like, yeah, I, "Yeah, we can't do that for international." The, I need a year going forward, Goose. Please clear with us yeah. a year at <laughs> a <laughs> <Out of> time. <laughs> I like the um, and again, this is something that that I think like my kids, you know, look at and are just like they maybe even marvel at it. But like, I could go to a show in several cities alone and find people and know people that are either at the show or going to the show or and it's like name a city like east of the mississippi and chances are if i'm going to a show there like we could find a couple people that we would yeah. know 
And it's yeah, just it it's so cool. You can do and that. They're not all anywhere. from there. Like a lot of them travel to there and depending yeah, yeah. on who and when, but like, you know, any any fish show, like there's there's gonna be people that you know. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. goose, like most goose, like there's gonna be people who will like recognize you, you know, yeah. and that's just like it's fun, you know, and that's all fun. through this th- this community here. But with us and planning. Yeah, we, we kind of look at like you got a bucket list of places you definitely want to go at least once. Um, when they announce is always you know an it's issue between how like how quickly we can can or or can't do it. Your job days off, travel if it's summer. I'm a teacher, so summers you know open sometimes. So you never know. All the above. So let's talk about um, a story with how we have dated like what we did be since we're long distance and we you know we met on the internets the interwebs well i think interesting we we do yoga almost every day together on youtube we do it every day yeah we 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 watch the same yoga video and we're on our ear pods with each other airpods whatever watching and doing yoga together and i think we I don't think we undervalue it but like when we talk to other people like or like i mentioned that like it goes kind of right blows some people head. away. It goes right. It, it goes over their head. They don't realize. And then when you sit down and tell them, they're like, "What?" You're like, yeah. <laughs> like we're on the phone like all day. Like yeah. <laughs> it feels like so, like we used to be able to. We used and, to be able you know, to when I was with your job late. and like your shift stuff. And I was part time for a while, <laughs> and so it was. We, we we talked a lot about this stuff. We watched a lot of streams, you know. So. But our dates, well, what else did we, we do? Cooked, what did we, we try cooking together? And I didn't have the patience for we how did that slowly like three you or four times. Like yeah, you, we and, did and a dinner and a movie and follow all the directions, and it comes out looking like a magazine. And I'm too impatient, and it comes out looking <laughs> like the same, no matter what I cook. <laughs> yeah, I don't really good care. But no, we we tried that. Um, but no, we we watched a lot of movies together. Um, the cooking was fun and we would do it during a, a dinner and a movie actual broadcast or we try and do it like before. I don't know how many times that we do it really. Like, okay. We're going to start cooking at like five and we wouldn't be oh, done yeah. till nine o'clock. And at the night. show's over. <laughs> the show's We've got to pick over. another show to watch while we eat because this, the three hour <laughs> broadcast is done already. And we're like, yeah, you're still making <laughs> I'm still cooking. Yours is done. And you're like, what are you doing? So we had to stop doing that because yeah. somebody was impatient with it. Yeah, but we made that. Uh, was <laughs> the it the Italian the, the, one? The pasta fajoula. Really oh my gosh, the pasta fajoula. The that stuffed pepper. Remember the. There were some good recipes with a dinner and a movie. So if you haven't tried like those or know that that was a thing uh, during the pandemic, fish you know they, fish went back into their catalog and just released video streams of old shows and people watch them at the same time and. They just called dinner in a movie and they gave out recipes for, you know, food to make while you watch the, the the show. And some people did it. A lot of people did it. We tried it a few times. I think a lot of times because of work, we maybe watched and did that like the next day or that we week did it on the something. weekend. Yeah, yeah we did okay it on the weekend. It was a couple still times. there for us. And it was something that we packaged and say, OK, these are going to be our things. Um, they gave you we, the ingredients and a whole recipe and. It was it was awesome. And look, I think it, this might have also been because this was pandemic and we there wasn't a lot of this going on necessarily. But remember, we dressed up. Yeah, we would dress sometimes. up for dates because we yeah. never dressed up because I well, couldn't go look, out. It's like, I, like, it sounds great. I wanted to see you in a dress like we went camping <laughs> or we went hiking. 
the first time you know like i want to see you dressed up and i want you to see me and like you know looking like i showered (laughs) but no it was it was if you're doing a long distance you know thing like you i wanted to see that i wanted to do those things you know together like we had like candlelight dinners together where we made Mm -hmm. the same dinner like because we wanted to be in the same room and it was we did you know we did that several times that was that was fantastic yeah and then you know going away with each other to see shows and then to not the first one we saw together was westville for goose was was the first westville for goose it was was so great because it was connecticut it was a local show for them after it was like a celebration of what they did in the pandemic, I think. Mm-hmm. So from 20 to 21, like they they stuck it out. They grew so much, not just in terms of the fan base, but in terms of where some of their music went. They got so much material. So much material. Well, yeah, there. SOS, that that whole uh, Shenanigans album mm-hmm. was like, that, that, that was a nice effort, you know, by them. And some of those songs are like, you know, they're, they're show staples. Like you hear SOS, it's like the best one. It's the best, like a highlight of the set every time you see it. And yes. maybe it doesn't have the same listenability on, on recordings when you go back, unless you were at that show. But um, oh, SOS yeah. Dawn is my favorite. I freaking yeah. love it. It's such a, an when, emotional thing. And I remember Dawn specifically for us at those shows were just that that was just like, can't wait to hear Dawn. Just yeah. And they played the, it. Those, just a real emotion. And that again with this band, like that's just the emotional um feel that that I that I get with with some of their music is just it's such a draw. Getting to finally go to a show in Westville, that was like you had gone to um the South Farm shows. So yeah. that was his yeah. his first the one. First, My first, first show two, for yeah. Goose was in Grand Rapids in pre-pandemic, right before, like two weeks before yeah, you were doing pandemic. That- when they were opening for pigeons, right? It was the pigeon opener. Oh my yeah. gosh, that—that's when and I listened was... to so much of their music from stream, and I was like, wow. "Yep, like just People the were live streaming them on Facebook, Facebook like crazy. Or wherever they were." And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they were fantastic, and that was the first show I went to. Went with my friend, and um, then was watching them on the streams with you. And that's—I mean, I've been to like four shows total without you, three shows without you. I think what's also big about, you know, the the long distance is like we, we tried to see each other every month, you know, and if it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. every two it's months, like, regular. We, like you want to try to be regular about it. And it's not like and we have common interests, you know, like I said, we like food. We like, um, you know, going out to do like gardens and, you know, museums and, and like, yeah. yeah. So it's having a common interest certainly, certainly helps. And the yeah. music catapulted that. That's what kind of is the backlier is music. Yeah, and and it's you know similar, uh, you know similar histories with uh, the time frame in which we were seeing music. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's not like not like brand new, um, but it certainly changed a lot. So what the future holds? So <laughs> do you want to talk about what the future holds for us? <laughs> You want to say yeah maybe what is the uh, future yeah, we're gonna I mean, be going to more shows obviously lots more shows we're going to the sphere for all four nights um, yeah I'm, I'm, so I'm, far. i can't believe like that was the you're like we're going i was like i'm mm-hmm. not gonna i'm not gonna stop you you know and I, i'm like let's 
And then when we were able to look at it and then the on sale you know, comes out and how much the craziness was. And I was like, I can't believe we're going. It's something again to look forward to is that we plan shows in the future. Um, moving closer to each other is definitely a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been since the beginning. Um, we were waiting for certain things to happen and fall into place, but I still have a little bit more work to go before I can officially retire. Less than four I and think, a half years. And it's it's part of like the mobility, you know, the mobility piece too. Like, you know, I don't know if everybody, but like I, I'd love to be able to just get like a you know, like a sprinter van and just do do a tour. Like rent one or get one or make one or however, and just just do that and not like forever, not live in it and be, you know, the, the van life, but like do that for a little while just to enjoy each other's company and traveling and seeing shows and you know, and especially if the scene continues to be just as not just fertile with with some of the new bands, but just the established acts touring so much, like you can mix it up. It's not like you're just going to go see Goose or just go see Fish. Like you can go see five, six, seven, eight bands that are all like the kind of music you like and go see eight different cities mm-hmm. and make that happen. And that's kind of, you know, stuff I see for, you know, us either in the middle or as a a destination you know point before oh that's we can, definitely going to happen once you know, i retire but like that's that that's when i retire goal. that's that's what what yeah. i will be doing and i'm hoping you're there with me yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> i may be doing that until you retire it, we, we, you know it's not and, and not everybody does or or has to but i think a good number of people in in the scene just have the bug you know it's yeah. the travel bug and the music bug i think they're they're often common and if you're willing to if you're if you're willing to if if travel is what you like in common seeing music is just is awesome it's just such a a bonus yeah and and finding the time and the money is is obviously different for everybody but like i was saying the bands are so available now there's a lot of touring and yeah, depending on where you are, you can complain that this band doesn't come here ever and all that. And like, okay, but it doesn't it doesn't take a ton of effort and necessarily even resources to go go see a band somewhere. Like you don't have to be local. Like you can travel, get a hotel, go out to eat and spend a weekend and it's reasonable. And your whatever your definition of reasonable is or not, but like I don't mind driving like six hours to go spend a weekend somewhere. Mm-mm. And some people do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would, you know, that that's fine for now. <laughs> yeah. For now, for a little while anyways. Huh? Yeah. But especially with, with somebody like, heck yeah, let's, let's, let's roll, you know, let's go somewhere. I look forward to it. That's the story of us. Um, I think we covered everything and then some. It was fun to connect with you like this. It was fun to connect with you too. No, this is really fun. I, I, I'm really happy to help with uh, what you ladies are doing here. I think it's important that you have um, not only have a voice, but give it. Love it. Well, you know, we just want to spread the love and show everybody else that if if you think, because a lot of people complain that they're alone and they can't meet anybody. And if you're on Twitter and doing that, you're missing an opportunity. You don't need a dating app to match you up. No, so do what you, that's do all what we're you here. like to do. That's, that's all we're here like to you. do is... 
try to get people to reach out so that they're not alone and they end up as happy as we are together. Good luck, everybody. And uh, thank you, honey. Dance. Reintroducing our new segment, Missed and Made Connections. Did someone catch your eye at a recent show, but you were too spun to introduce yourself? Were they across the way and you couldn't get through the crowd? Were you just a little too shy to shoot your shot, but have later regrets? DM us and we'll help you find them. Send us a brief description of who you're looking for and in the situation you spotted them, and we will shout it out in the hopes that we can connect the dots. We already have a submission. Dear Banana Boy, I saw you from across the Coliseum. You in blue bananas, me in sequins. The green sweatband kept your hair pushed back so you could dance like no one was watching, but I was. We made eye contact a few times, but the crowd was too much of a jungle to run through. Let's jungle boogie together next time. Forever blowing bubbles, lonely space girl. Thank you to whoever submitted that post. If you might know this person, please contact us so we can make the introduction. As a reminder, we will keep all things anonymous, except for the actual connection, of course. Thanks, Jess. Now let's jump back to Nikki and our guest, Casey, to discuss Jam of the Year. As a reminder, if you want to come on and discuss Jam of the Year with Nikki next month, please DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Welcome to Flock Talk. Casey, Thank um, you. Thank I have you Casey on with us to talk about Jam of the Year. This is for 2023, and she was one of the very few women to respond to my call for whoever input a bracket or had opinions for the most part. And um, so we're just going to chat about what we did for Jam of the Year, how we feel about it, do a little bit of recap right now that we're into it, and then go on from there. So I'm going to ask you, though, a little bit of background in your Jam, jam Band experience like when did you start listening sure. to jam bands what is your main focus just a little bit about a bit of background would be fantastic sure so I mean I guess I've always kind of had a toe in since I was like end of high school like beginning of college age like 18 years old or so but I actually like didn't really fully commit to like I guess the jam band culture till probably like 2017 or 2018 I always um had a toe in like a lot of my friends were into that my like you know now husband has like always been kind of a jam kid but I always kind of like skewed more towards like I guess hipster type things and was like a little bit pretentious with my music learnings but (laughs) um but you know over the years kind of as like my taste developed even listening to kind of like non-jam band music I realized like the parts of music I really liked actually were kind of these more like sprawling, like psychedelic moments, even Mm -hmm. in bands that aren't like necessarily considered jam bands. And so I decided to just like stop being too cool for school and just give in. And it's been really fun. It's like a totally different feel in like the best way. So I would say, you know, 2018 onwards. And then like for Goose specifically, I started hearing about them in like 2019, but actually didn't even get to see a live show till 2022, that on the West Coast. And obviously the pandemic kind of rerouted a few things for everybody. So yeah, but I'm like, 
I'm all in <laughs> two feet in and it's been full tilt the last few, two years, I guess. Absolutely. I saw them live. Yeah. That does it is once you see them live, you're hooked. I don't think there's any yeah. way around it at that point. Yeah. Um, are you into any other bands? Like, do you like fish, disco biscuits? Um, yeah. Anything love like fish. That? Like I've seen them a couple dozen times or so, but Good. you know, fish's catalog is just so intimidating that I feel like even though I've seen them like a good amount of times, I'm still just like, I'm, like it's hard <laughs> to like get into such a deep catalog too, it's but, huge it's yep. huge yeah I could totally yeah. understand that being a little bit overwhelming I guess it's yeah, a good word for absolutely. it absolutely but I will definitely see them saw them last in Seattle when they came through I live in Portland Oregon it's harder to tour out west it's just like it it's is spread out. <laughs> it is you got um, a bigger area a bigger area yeah. to cover so you're kind of yep, totally I know. You kind of got to wait for them to come towards you. I'm sure it's a little bit easier when they do hit West Coast. But I have like, you know, I think back in the day, I've seen the Disco Biscuits a few times. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. really say it's like something I'm going to like travel to go see. Um, I think I've seen like Lotus a few times, String Cheese Incident, like back in the day. But um, I would say as of right now, it's like I really like Fish, Goose, um, and really liking what Eggy and Daniel Janovno are doing. I know, too. isn't that? They're great. They came through here, like, to opening for, I think, for Twiddle. And we didn't stay for, like, the whole show. But we just went for Eggy and then cruised after. Um, yeah, I've yeah. done that. But, I've done that. But, you know, it's all, <laughs> I'll, I'll dabble in whatever these days. But, yeah, I'd say those are kind of the, the more, like, jam-specific bands I'm, I'm into okay. at the moment. Yeah. Cool. If you like music, I'm, I'm a fan of you. I don't care what yeah. kind. All right. So the reason, and, and I'm not gonna, not gonna say this is a bad thing, but my, my (laughs) co-hosts are not active in the bracket. Um, They wanted to stay away from the music, which I totally do too. Like, as far as the pod goes, we're not going to review shows. We don't have the chops to sit there and be like, Oh, this is his, this is Rick's guitar or Trey's guitar. I I don't know the freaking rig set up. I just know what I like for music. Totally. And I've been doing the bracket since it started. I'm I'm I've been used to be really vocal. I've kind of laid off a little bit just because what tended to happen is that as a woman, I would be told I was being bitchy when a guy would say the same thing and it would be more like in fun and jest. Yes. So it wasn't being taken the right way. And I think it's just because there's lack of women in it. And I think this yes. is probably a good opportunity for us to like get more women involved and to to show it's not really that intimidating. You just gotta Pick what you like. Totally. And I think that's that's a huge thing. Like for me, it's less about like an actual competition of songs and like picking like the jam of the year. And it's honestly just a really good reflective exercise on how your year was and like what, what got you, what hit your soul, you know? Exactly. That's exactly it. And it, and everybody has a different opinion because everybody listens Differently through different ears, different filters. Exactly. Being at a show, not being at a show, streaming, what you were doing, all that kind of factors in. So Absolutely. that's why I wanted to get somebody else on here because a lot of the people, the guys, are very vocal. Yes. Yep. <laughs> they 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 tend to shut down people and it can be inclusive. It can feel a little bit crazy. And a couple of the co- the the people on there are like, you know, it's more gatekeeping. I don't think it's gatekeeping. I just think people just like sports. Yeah. It's they just want like their song the co- to win. Competitive edge, you know? It's exactly. Like, 
And I have a little yeah. bit of a competitive in me, not a whole lot, but especially when it comes to music, I'm not going to hold back. I will tell you what I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, cool. I love that. I mean, I, this is the first year I've ever done it just because I was just going to ask. I, yeah, this was the first time. I mean, I, from what, I don't know, I feel like they changed it this year. Maybe I, di- I didn't have a Twitter till like earlier this year, to be honest, but it's cool. I mean, I think that we'll see how it skews next year because I do feel like my top songs ended up being from mostly from shows I was at and I, <laughs> really tried to like not have attendance bias be a part of it but you know it's just so different I you think. can't help it you can't it is just attendance because right. you have people there you're in a different state of mind it maybe something's going on yeah. in your life and that that all kind of factors in and how you view a song is going to be completely different when you're there than when you're just streaming it or just following up to listen when they post it so right. It's huge. That makes a huge difference. And it's hard to separate those because we're human. And that's right. how we see everything is through our own lens. And I think that's a big, uh, a big factor to keep in, in mind is that most people that are like really pushing for a certain song is because they were there. Yeah. I think the reason all of us in this community and who like jam bands and things is because it's like such a visceral, like full body experience, like right getting to go to those shows and whatnot. It's not just about like the, uh, technicalities of the song or anything it's kind of a a more of a felt a felt sense which is like you know that's kind of a level I like to go on with in life a little bit more too I tried not to like overthink the technicalities of any jams too much it was more kind of like I did kind of tend to rank things higher that I thought were like a little bit different or just like stood out more as maybe not being like the classic, like, you know, peaky jam or whatnot, but it was kind of more like what, you know, what, what do I remember? And like, what kind of vibe and attitude? (laughs) Right on. No, that's exactly, that's exactly it. That's exactly how I kind of went through them myself too. talk a little bit more about the jam of the year bracket. So um, I've done it for the past three years. Um, it, It did change. So it used to be, the first year, I think they just try and remember, they chose on their own what songs yes. would be in there. And then right. the bracket came out. Last year, we submitted a list. And I do remember yes. doing like a, an Excel list and sending it in yes. with a lot of songs. Um, I vaguely remember that. And I was a little overwhelmed. <laughs> it, by was a, yeah. it was a lot to do. And it was at New Year's time. And like, yeah, <laughs> we were we were in Cincinnati trying to see Goose and trying to get that out. And it was it list, then when they put up the, the actual playlist, it was like trying to listen to everything because, you know, I've, I've watched. I can say I've seen every show that they have streamed. Yeah. And then I try and listen to them as opposed to them if I don't get to or I re-listen to them. Yeah. So. This year it was the playlist. So did you, you said you said did submit a playlist? I did. Yeah. And okay. I think that if I hadn't been working on it consistently all year, it probably <laughs> would have been really intimidating, but luckily it's I was hard. already kind of like, I want to like keep track of like songs that I felt like were like really stood out to me as like potential, like, you know, epic, epic you. jams throughout the year. And so that made it a lot easier for than you. just like at the end of the year, trying to be like, Oh yeah, what was that? And, you know, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard. Me. It's hard if you're, you know, depending on like how many shows you get to go to in a year and yeah, whatnot. So it made it uh made it a lot easier. 
Yes, that was that's very smart. Actually, I should start doing that like playlist wise, like yeah. throwing a song in that that really piques my interest during a show, yeah. and then at the end of the year, I'm I'm more prepared instead of like yes. rushing because I I had a job, thank goodness, where I could listen to music all day for like I don't know, it was like four months, and yeah. so I listened to I re-listened to everything up until Louisville. And then I, I oh, got put in yeah. a different position where I couldn't really listen. I can still listen, but just not like continuously and make notes and stuff. So I had like these notes of all these like post-its for every show and it helped me up until that point. But then I had to pick up where I left off and it took a while, but I listened through oh, everything. Yeah. I had like 92 songs on my playlist. Yeah. Sounds familiar. I know. I was kind of <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just putting it all in there. I love all these. What's wrong? And, and they yeah. only take the 64 <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. You, you know now what I wanted. The process of listening, you you beat you beat that one. That was that's very good. I'm very impressed. I would have to say that, that I'm gonna have to start doing that. So when the bracket came out, did you listen to all the songs that were on there, like ones that you hadn't submitted, just to kind of get an idea of what you were dealing with? I did. I listened to all of them, I guess over the course of like whatever those couple weeks were. And yeah, I tried during that time to just like have a more objective take on things. I mean, Mm -hmm. very hard because, you know, I think it just brings you right back to where you were at the shows. But it's, uh, but yeah, it was great. You know, walking the dog, going on a run, just like doing things around the house, listen to the whole playlist and kind of a nice, like, you know, summary of the year and see like what moments there were. And yeah. it, and beyond that, it's just a great playlist to have. I gave that to a couple people who were like, um, what's some good goose to listen to? I'm like, here, yeah, these are here all the go. good ones. <laughs> this is like the best one you can get. So I've sent it to like three or four people and it's good to keep. I kept my one from the past two years and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Your process for going through songs and yeah. deciding what you want. You said it's basically, you know, from what hit your soul the most, which I totally get. Is there a way you narrowed some downs? Like I had a lot of Elizabeth's <laughs> and I had a lot I did too. of Rosewood's because I'm a big Rosewood yep. person. So I'm like, okay, I kind of like compared the two and listened to the jam part of it. Yep. Just to kind of like eliminate some of them. Um, yep. What was your process to pick and choose between certain songs or like maybe you had too many from one show. You felt like you need to spread your love more. <laughs> How'd you yeah. do that? I think I would like go through in like a paired way. So maybe not even like all of the same song and just kind of do like single elimination. And I think I just kind of picked ones that I thought were like a, maybe like a little bit more unique jam than what the band like would normally do or Mm -hmm. something that just even after I listened to it, maybe I was like, which one would I rather listen to again? Like immediately after listening to both of these, like which one was just like more intriguing and at the top of mind. And I guess more memorable in a way. Yeah, It's like, Ooh, which one's like kind of just, you know, around my brain and I can't shake them. So let's talk about your rankings then. Yeah. So how are you doing in the bracket? Like as far as like your predictions, like, you know where you're standing do you pay attention to that even yeah I kind of just filled it out of like what would I pick so (laughs) I don't I I didn't like make picks to win which I am like oh I guess I'm supposed to like fill out like is this the proper bracket so I think I'm actually still doing well one of my top picks got knocked out the other day um that's a bummer isn't it first Elizabeth from Vegas oh that was good yeah that was fun I love that that's my number two and 
I mean, that show was incredible and like one of those like really cool progressions and it just beautiful. Yes, it just it's like fantastic. makes me cry every time I hear it. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, that. That's, that's how I am too. too. Which ones make me cry? And that's how I picked you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight, sister. That's how I am. Get I've done it. that several times. That's exactly how I think about it too. Is like if I feel yeah. something, I'm definitely putting it high. So let me ask you, I'm going to, I'm looking at the bracket as we speak right now. Mine picked out. What was your, what's your final four? Let's talk about final four. Cause we'll, we'll, we'll narrow it down to that. So my final four, I don't necessarily think is probably going to be like the final four of when, what ends up winning, but my (laughs) final four would be like the Seattle echo for sure. 45 minute rock epic. Um, the Vegas Elizabeth. I know on paper, this isn't even like the best Madhavan, <laughs> but I love the electric ballroom, November 20th Madhavan. It's yes. so good. And I just like, it's so cool. I think that one and the Elizabeth Jam have like some similarities, which I think is why I both like them. And then number four would be the Eugene Bourne. So, yeah. I mean, all my top four, I was like, had the, you know, the good fortune of like being able to be at those shows. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I have a couple of mentions. Yeah. To the Indian River on uh the april in back in april that one's already not yeah that one unfortunately which is sad that indian river was good it was very good last year i picked based on my heart so i picked like i love this song this one's gonna win everybody else will love it and then i just i kept getting let down and i was so mad (laughs) i I was so mad like why doesn't everybody love what i love it's just i I took it too personal so this year i was like you know what i'm gonna choose based on what i think is gonna win because what I want and what I think are never the same thing in, in most cases. So some of them are, yes. Like my final four is Hunger Salt, the Salt Shed Hunter Hunger Site, which I was at. The Louisville Arrow, which I can't get enough of. The Madhavan from Ryman, Ryman Madhavan. Oh, yeah, love that one. I know. And it's the yeah. Cleveland All I Need from the Agora. Um, those are my final four. And then yep. my final two, I have Salt Shed Hunger Site and the All I Need from Agora. I don't yep. know why I picked that over the Madhavan. I think just because Madhavan has done so well in so many ones. I'm like, people are going to pick it just because it's not Madhavan. They won't pick it. Right. And then I have the All I Need winning, which probably won't have. Actually... I think the hunger site will probably win just because I was going to say on my, like what I think will win. I think it will be the hunger site. Um, I think it's going to be the hunger. People site. love that. I, I don't not love it. It's just like not one that I like want to go back to a lot. <laughs> for, I, and I don't know why. I mean, those shows were amazing. It's just, yeah. Like you said, I really picked from the heart this year. Your list is like much more realistic of like what I think. And it hurt win. to do that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> It was a little bit painful. I'm like, man, I can't believe I have to put these in like this. But these are the ones that I think are going to win instead of what I want to win. And and other people might be picking differently. Um, But I'm doing all right. I'm like 20, 100 and some people. So I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm holding on with my, but I'm doing all right. And and it's all because (laughs) I'm not picking with my, with my heart. I'm picking with my head. I think next year I'll do like two different brackets. I'll do like my fantasy bracket. And then I'll do like what I actually think is how it's going to pan out. A lot of people do that. That's what, that's what Matt did. That's what my boyfriend did. He's like, I'm putting it in for what I know people will pick and what I want to pick. I'm going to do a whole nother one. One last question for you. Cause I don't want to keep you forever. How do you think 
we could get more women to participate oh, in the for, future. For, oh, go ahead. Because I'm I know it's intimidating sometimes to people, but it's it's really just opinions. And if you're willing to spend just a little bit of time, submit your bracket. I know. I was uh, I was thinking about that. I feel like maybe people do they just like don't vote? I yeah. I don't know. I think maybe just trying to take like the competitive aspect out of it in some way would be like a fun fun thing to do yeah I I was like kind of hemming and hawing about that the other day because I feel like I know quite a few few gals out there who participate in things like you know fantasy goose and things like that and Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know I think you just maybe like start thinking about it all year and just like you know do it from like a place of like what you like to listen to rather than trying to trying to win a fake bracket or anything like that. <laughs> we could treat it like a book club. Like maybe we just have discussions about songs that are like not on the platform of like Twitter, which is just, you know, on like the internet, which can be so, so funny and full of haterade sometimes. It is um, a lot of I that, think that was, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. Maybe even just making, I think, the voting process a little easier, whether that be like, you know, an email that gets sent out every day rather than having to like log on to something or like That's a, a good really idea. basic app or something like that where people That's can a good just idea. do it and not have to like engage with the internet in that way. Because, you know, even like going in on online to vote every day, it's like, oh, what, what trash are people going to be talking about? <laughs> so, you know, it's a... Uh, I think if you can just take that like intimidation factor out of it, more people will will get involved. Yeah. Any way to just streamline the process so that people don't have to like maybe work as hard, I think will be be good for all and good for women too. I think so. that's a really good uh, hunk of advice. Well, I thank you so much for, for taking time to, to talk to us today, Casey. Um, hopefully you can come on again. We can talk about a lot of sure. stuff. We'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, anytime. Thank you so much, Nikki, for having me in. This was cool. I, uh, you know, never done anything like this before, but I'm just trying, you know, I think 2023 was the year of like coming to the full realization that Goose is like a big part of my life now. And I just want to be more engaged with like the community at large rather than just like my circle of friends with me. Team. So thank you Absolutely. so much. And I'm really proud of you guys for what you're doing out there. This pod is made by women for everyone. We wouldn't be here without you, and we want to hear from you all. Please go to our website, Guest Fill In Form, DM us on Twitter or Instagram, and let us know what you're up to. We are planning segments to cover it all. Are you starting a new fashion line? Volunteering with the community? Did something in the jam scene change your life? Come tell us about it. We wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't ask you to follow us on all the socials and rate us on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back in March for Women's History Month. Talk to y'all soon.